Welcome to the Candid Christian Podcast, a weekly conversation where we candidly explore the areas of life that Christians often shy away from. No topic is off limits because I believe that God has something to say about every area of our lives. All right, that's enough talking. I'm your host, Kamara Dorsey. Let's jump right into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Candid Christian. I'm super, super excited that you've decided to join us for part two of the conversation with Tone and Ryan Kirkland. If you did not listen to last week, I suggest that you stop this right now. Yes, I said right now and go listen to part one because it is a continuation of the conversation that we started last week. So if you don't listen to last week's episode, you're definitely not going to have context for what we are chatting about this week. So yeah, I hope y'all enjoy it and let's get right into it you are writing the vision of what God gave you for your spouse. Okay, let's keep it biblical. Okay, write it down according to scripture, not the other stuff. Okay, um, because it's it's not magic, right? It's not manifestation. It's not any of those. It's not conjuring. It's a boundary. God, mm. uh, give me the parameters for what to look for in a spouse. Let me go back and read what you gave me so that when I have feelings for someone or before I get feelings for someone, I can see, okay, yes, this fits the parameters for what you gave me for a spouse. Or no, this doesn't. Doesn't make them a bad person. They're just not the person for me. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's good. And because I was already thinking about that as well, just like, what is the significance of boundaries? But I think even the question of like a list already answers Mm -hmm. that is like, this is what I'm working with. If you are outside of these non-negotiables, if you are outside of the worldview that I have and it's just not clicking, then it's not it. I mean, and I feel like if you decide to go outside of the list that the Lord has given you, then I mean, you're also deciding to be disappointed. I would, I would say, I think that's, good. I think that's important to wow. remember. <laughs> and then it's on you. Yeah. It's on you. Right. Cause God's like, I didn't give you that. Yeah. I didn't give you that. Yeah. And again, God's voice always supersedes whatever, yeah. you know, happens in a moment because, you know, it may be something that's on your list that you don't see that is there. So the baseline of everything should be prayer. Yeah. Amen. Okay, red flags. Red flags. I know we don't have uh-huh. time left, but red flags. Oh, they're real. Pay attention to them. <laughs> what? What, <laughs> what do you do when you're like, oh, oh, I know he ain't just say that, or she just says like, I like what what? what well, do you, do when you notice a red flag. I, real quick, babe, if because you said something about projects earlier, yeah, and I think those, um, specifically those. And I usually see with women to men. Yeah. A lot of times, ignore red flags because of potential. Because they see potential. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, I think the thing with the red flag is you need to be clear on where the red flag is coming from. Mm -hmm. Is this my discernment from the Holy Spirit kicking in? Or is this just me having my own um, little annoyances, right? Because it may be that I chew loud, right? For some people, I do. I don't mean to. I don't know if I have thin cheeks or what, but. I was about to demonstrate, but I won't. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. That's so nasty. Um, But for some people that may, oh, that's a red flag. No, that's not really a red flag, right? But it may be, um, 
Oh, this man done snapped and yelled at his mama real good. Okay, that might be a red flag because you might have some anger issues and some respect issues and some authority issues there. So I think just being mindful of leaning into the Holy Spirit and exercising your discernment um, in conjunction with those red flags and then being truthful. Like, is this really a red flag or is this just a preference? You want to go address my question now? I didn't answer it. Okay. Well, no, so, <laughs> I think I think there are a lot of people, especially when you talk about the project thing, mm-hmm. who would use a system of like weighing. Like, because for instance, to be honest, Okay, to, so yeah. there's this red flag that he yelled at his mama. Oh, but he... What? He gave... He, he saved somebody from a burning building the other day. I don't know. You know... <laughs> Or okay, let's 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 take let's take the chewing thing. Um, to be honest with you, <laughs> like you may there may be something wrong with your ears and people who do that. To be right, honest with there's you, there's nothing wrong I, with right. okay. This annoys me, so I don't want to spend my life listening to you chew. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Or this, do I have the patience to kind of look past that? Especially after the fourth day, if you know that it's something that you can't get over and mm. it's going to be a constant annoyance and yeah. it's building up stuff. Yeah. It may be little stuff. Like it's, it's okay for just little things. I, mm-hmm. I guess little things to some people, it does reveal something in you or it may just be something that you just, you just need different. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think the little things what we're calling a little may weigh much less with certain people, mm-hmm. but but some people, let's say if you are like, I am, what is it called when you just have to clean all the time? OCD. Is that OCD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you OCD and a person just. Super messy. S- super messy. It's probably not good fit. That may not work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, maybe it's a system of weighing. I don't know. Cause if you think I'm going to change them, <laughs> you may be Nine in for some misery <laughs> and strife. I'm, I'm sorry. It may just happen. So. It, it's, it may be a system of weighing because some things you can deal with. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. My aunt told me before I got married, she said, you'll never find a perfect person. You just have to find a per- a person with issues you can deal with. <laughs> that is not necessarily so you know, true. Yeah, but... <laughs> not super deep, but, you know, it, 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 it is like, okay, can I deal with the loud chewing and i just want to clarify my mouth's not open it, when i'm chewing i'm not smacking. it ain't as bad as she's saying <laughs> it, it, it's not as bad as she's saying. but you always comment on it so um you know can i deal with that or is it something that's like nails on a chalkboard for me mm-hmm. so I, i've never really studied deeply in this and read books on it you know I, I kind of wanted to keep a a very open mind you know i, I want out in these streets dating everything that that little guy just wasn't. Um, but uh, I'm I'm always open to these different perspectives. And dating to me now is like, oh wow, yeah, I guess there is a phase nowadays called dating. Like it's like it seems so. It's like so long ago. I mean, we only been married so for eleven years. Yeah. yeah, like. And the world is different now. It's than when we were dating. much different. Like social media was just becoming a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like these young dudes, the answers they be yeah. giving me, I'm like, it's 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 interesting. Th- this is a thing. What do y'all say? It's it's ghetto. It's it is dating dating is ghetto these days. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, some dudes literally say that, like, yo, like, 
they will act like you don't exist in person, but online, they, like that's that's a tactic. That's what they do. I don't understand it at all. Stay away from those kinds. I was going to say a tactic for what? It's just stupid. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. It works for some of them, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the it's a desert? high school thing. Like the, 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 the popular guy said something. I don't know. The popular guy. Okay, so we talked about red flags a little bit. I want to know mm-hmm. about moving too fast. Okay, okay. Is there a such thing as moving too fast? Like when people are like, oh, I met this person and it's been, I don't know how long, it's been two months and we're about to get married. Like he proposed to me and we're about to get married. Is that like, would you say that's like moving too fast or is there a such thing as moving too fast? I, I don't know. I mean, I think everything is situational. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're 50, <clears throat> like, no. You know what you want out of life. You're mature enough to make your own decisions. If you're 18, maybe, um, you know, what's driving this decision? You know, are you mature and wise enough in the Lord to make this decision right now? Uh, For us, we met in April, started dating in June, and we were married a year later. Like, not engaged, like married a year later. Um, But I was 26 and he was 24. So we knew we were at a place where you forgot I was older than you. <laughs> I was. I thought you was older than that. Mm. No. Did you think you was older than that? No, 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 no. You were like 28? You know, we aged together. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Sarcasm was one so- of my lists. I need it. <laughs> so, um, you know... For us, we knew what we wanted out of life. We were both in a place where we could hear from God. We were open to feedback from our leaders, from our parents. And um, this is not to say that everybody has to be on board with your decision. God is the only one that has to be on board with your decision. Well, and that and the God and the person that you're marrying. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I think it's situational. So. Well, if if you have good, godly, wise counsel who's bathed in prayer and yeah. nobody around you agrees with what you're doing, I'm not saying that you... Sorry. That, that is just louder <laughs> than life. Like, it's snack time for the kids, sorry. That's how you envision, you know, how loud your chewing is. It's that not. Was... <laughs> so, what was I saying? If you have good godly counsel, oh yeah, and, and nobody around you supports your decision, nobody. Maybe like, you should redecide. Maybe you should just like at least take a step back and pray, yeah, or something, yeah, just for two seconds. <laughs> um, it's good to have godly and wise counsel. True, in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Mm-hmm. Like just believe the word, I promise. And it's not just before you get married. Like continue in that after you get married. Absolutely. That was one of the stipulations of our pre-marriage counseling, that we would continue to, you know, be open and um, seek counseling afterwards. And it's not necessarily, um, oh, you have this issue, you have this problem. No, it's to avoid issues and problems. So, well, not avoid, but to prepare. Right. I do think moving too fast is absolutely, am I allowed to say the word sex? Why, Why wouldn't you? I don't no, I'm just that. making sure. I'm just making sure. I mean, okay. So, um, uh, having sex before marriage is absolutely moving to the absolutely. It, yeah. it, so, 
here's where a lot of people nowadays are really conflicted because they think that you need to do that in order to understand what it's going to be like when you're married Mm -hmm. and it's going to be one of the qualifications. You see what I'm saying? Like this Mm -hmm. is why being in your word and knowing God matters Mm -hmm. because sex before marriage is not of God. It isn't. Um, And there's a, there's a host of reasons why I guess we can look at, but you know, at the end of the day, when God says, don't do it, just don't do it. Yeah. Because what God says is good. Um, and I think I think people will use that as a gauge when it shouldn't even be in the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to really think about that nowadays because the culture is completely divorced because that is just within the equation and and people use it as like dating as practice this is my practice Mm -hmm. so i know what to do when i get married but what they don't understand the baggage that comes with that so anything dealing with delving into lust is absolutely moving too fast um lust is not a good thing um so uh, but as far as like moving fast to marriage, like itself, um, I think if if somebody's not ready, they're just not ready. Yeah. Um, just because you're dating intentionally doesn't mean that okay. Well, if you decided you were ready after a couple of days, then let's do it. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, both people need to be on the same page. Absolutely, and I, I yeah, yeah, because th- there's a lot. There's, there's just a lot. When you get married, this is life altering, you know? So yeah. this isn't like a, like, Oh, beware of marriage. It isn't that, but go into it with care, respect the institution that God has put together for a man and a woman. Um, that is to change, um, change your life for the, you know, for the rest of your life. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is just a, you're going to make a permanent left, you know, mm-hmm. or a permanent right. Mm-hmm. And that's Okay. So it don't don't take it lightly because when you when you don't do that when you don't put the time in especially developing relationship because I think that's underrated what you said earlier was underrated as far as developing friendship and all of that when you don't put that time in then there may come a time where you don't have the tolerance that you think you had you don't have mm-hmm. the patience that you think you had so you're going into marriage without having prayed for like okay God. <laughs> I need you to help me with this. You know, you're going into these things, you're getting punched left and right, thinking you had a plan, but it all, you know, going down the drain. So. But even, even with that, I want to kind of look at the other side of that too. Mm -hmm. Right. There is something to be said about preparation, but there are also those who are so fearful of the commitment for the sake of being prepared that they delay making the decision when it's time to make the decision. Uh, well, so yeah, when I, it's time, I, is different. Yeah, I, I think that you do want to be careful and not fall into the trap of, I'm going to be fully prepared for marriage. Well, no, it's it's not that. I know I know people who would say, um, I need to be married. And I think... Just for the sake of being married? Well, it's just like, it, it's just like, it's not a person on the end of that. It's just the concept of gotcha. marriage. Mm-hmm. So you're going into it and saying like, okay, this is kind of work. They fill all the check boxes. All right, bang. Just plug you in. Right. Just, just kind of plug you yeah. in. And that's where you get in this, into issues because this person is a person. Yeah. This is, is not a object. You can just mold to your liking eventually. No. So there needs to be an investment in the person. Um, 
that I mean that's that's at least my thoughts. You know. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. So I, but I, mean, I, I just I didn't agree. want anyone to hear that and be like, oh see, see, <laughs> gotta wait twenty more years, man, because oh, no, I ain't no, ready. No, no, no. You know, no, that's it, not what we're saying. That's extremely, extremely <clears throat> valid because we, we we know stories. No, that's yeah. not an excuse just to well, you know it's like, oh, this is it, but let me just make sure real quick. Let me just make you know, nah. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. So y'all y'all both touched on it a little bit, but moving into the marriage conversation. Yeah, because we spent a lot of time on dating. What Sorry. is Wait, say that long. <laughs> what is marriage? Cause you know, <clears throat> culture is saying something and the church is saying something, but it's not as loud as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So what is biblical marriage? Let me just clarify. What is biblical marriage? God instituted marriage between a biological man and a biological woman. Um, I know the conversation. I know the nuances and I do understand and I'm sensitive to a lot that's going on. But to be clear, God made it very clear who marriage is for. And he honors that. He doesn't honor um, just the label of marriage under a different um, guys under a different um, makeup. God honors what he instituted as marriage between a man and a woman. And it is a covenant relationship before him, before witnesses, and one that is legal. Because there are some people in Christendom that feel that they can be married without actually getting married. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I've I've heard of a few people. Okay, no, we we're together. We've we're spirit spouses, or however I don't remember how they said it. But you know, we've um, been intimate. We've consummated a marriage, but there's no documentation of this marriage. There's no le- le- legal legality to to the thing. Right. So you know, okay. they talking about common law marriage or something. Yeah, yeah, common law, but it ain't even common law because like, yeah. Y'all only know each other like five minutes, but okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. How long did it take you all to know that y'all were both wanting to marry one another? Almost right away. Wow. Yeah. It, it, well, interestingly enough, on our first date, um, I knew that I would marry him. What I said to myself in my mind and my conversation was with myself was, I'm gonna probably marry him. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like super, you know, deep. It wasn't, you know, the heavens cracked open and, you know, God's voice boomed up. It was just like this, this calm, like, yeah, mom, it's probably it. And later we found out that at the same time I was having that thought, he was having the same thought. Exactly. Um, so it was our first date. Well, mine was a little more, I'm going to marry her. Like it just, <laughs> it just, it wasn't like, I'm gonna go. It was just like, yo, this is going to happen. That is my wife. Like, the family was amazing. I still remember the moment that happened. Um, (laughs) I remember what you was wearing and everything. Like, it was just, it it was, it was just great. Um, and and like we were long distance. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say our first date was after us having conversations with each other on a regular basis for a month. Yeah, it was about a month. About a month. And when I say regular basis, like we was probably talking every day, mm-hmm. like for hours. She, she wouldn't leave me alone. Cool. Okay. <laughs> you see how long wouldn't he is. <laughs> okay, Damn, so I'm sorry. No, nah, I love it. 
basically for y'all, you're saying it, but it was just a month. It took a month. Yeah. For y'all to just be like, man, yeah. it ain't nothing else happening. This is it. This is from God. Yeah. I ain't look for nothing else. Okay. Nope. Wow. Praise God. No, no. So, but I think, okay. I think, I think that the, the thing for us though was we weren't of the mindset of, all right, I'm out here just doing my thing. Mm. Right. I'm just doing what I'm doing. Right. Like we were both more so settled um, we were over the foolishness mm-hmm. and we were open to listening to what God had to say. Absolutely. And while y'all were dating, did y'all talk about marrying one another? Like, well, yeah. I, not while y'all were dating. That's not, that's not really what I wanted. Like when y'all were like talking on the phone for that one month period, when y'all were getting to know <laughs> did that ever come up? Like, I guess Marriage. towards the end before y'all like met each other in person again. I don't know when it came up, like, timeline-wise, but it was definitely a part of our conversation. Just, like, what would life look like with us together? Yeah. What does marriage look like for you? you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it was in that first month. month. I'm not. Is it? Now, let's be clear. Was it a month after we were, like, official? When we went on our first date? Yeah. And this was 12 years ago. I know. It was, um, <laughs> I, I, it, it was, it was very quick, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Because one of our friends got married um, um, in another city, and, and we were there. So um, I think that, you know, she, she she did pursue me a whole lot. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, I was mean to you for, like, the first <laughs> week or so. <laughs> I had to check your tolerance. She, she, she knew right away, you know. So. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. Here's the part of the podcast where we listen to lies. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> okay, so you all, y'all just knew. Y'all talked about it. Y'all were like, yeah, this, yeah. this, this is what it's going to be. So once you finally had that in your mind, like, what did it look like to really begin to, like, prepare yourself for that individually or, like, as a couple? Mm-hmm. Or was that something that you did before you even start dating? Because we did talk about being intentional and kind of yeah. just knowing yourself before you we're jumping into a dating relationship that you hoped would end in marriage. Well, so preparing yourself to date might as well look like preparing yourself for marriage, but it doesn't mean that the first person you talk to is going to be the one you marry. But all these things are for an end goal Mm -hmm. um, for us. So it, it was a lot of, you know, clean up. I had to do in my heart, and you know, even after we got married, I realized that there was still more. Um, but the preparation was already towards there because, like she said, we had been we had been through the foolishness, we had been through all the stuff. It's like, why continue to go through the merry-go-round? There are so many new and exciting things happening over here with the Candid Christian Podcast, and one of them is merch. Yes, I decided to create a merch store because people were asking about hats, hoodies, shirts, stickers, all that jazz. And so I thought, why not? It's about high time that I created a merch store for the people. So you can go over to CandidChristianStore.com and check out all the merch. And there will be exclusive designs that will be available one week and then the next week they'll be gone. So it's best that you get it while it's hot, get it while it's available so that you can rep the brand and show more people all about what's going on with the Candid Christian and the conversations that we're having as a fam. So I'm super excited. Once again, it's CandidChristianStore.com. Check it out. Share it. All right. Back to the episode. 
why continue to go through the merry-go-round? Let's let's just if this is it, then this is it. And it didn't mean we got married the next day because we didn't. I mean, I ain't had no money, yeah. so <laughs> that's <laughs> one thing to prepare. Two different states. Two different states. That was one thing to prepare. Like, I had to save up. I wasn't living in my own spot. Like it, mm-hmm. a lot of things happen. Um, so what did it look like to prepare? Um, for me, um. I can't say that I was super spiritual at first, like, oh, God, I'm going to pray every day. And f- <laughs> nah, I wasn't. Nah. But I was, I knew that um, I wanted to treat, like, we were long distance, but I wanted to treat her with um, just everything, the, all the respect, love, honor that she deserved, even if it was from a long distance. Um, and I know for me, a lot of this was like, okay, if I'm going to get married, I need to be making some more money. Mm. I'm a, I'm a full time musician. She ain't know what she was getting. Well, I was a full time musician. Mm-hmm. She ain't know what she was getting into. God bless her. She often says that. You know why nobody warned me? I'm glad they nobody didn't because she me. she would have made that a non negotiable. Cannot be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I did have to um, make sure I was more stable. Um, I just yeah, I just did because we started long distance. Mm-hmm. It was already expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true so for us preparing to get married looked a little different looked a little different like you said because we were long distance um i was living in virginia at the time so it wasn't even like an easy quick drive long distance right it was six seven hours drive um so there were a lot of things that went into kind of making that transition um i think some of the important things outside of like just the logistics was we, at least I don't know about on his end, but I was very open in communication with my pastors at the time. Um, you know, there's this person, they were really like instill our spiritual parents to me. So I listened to what they had to say. Um, I was open in conversation with my mom. My mom thought he was a drug dealer. Um, just he had locks, and his name's Tone, and he's this big dude. Like I didn't you understand what must I sell drugs. Drug um, but he didn't. He didn't. Um, he still doesn't. Um, so <laughs> you know, just being, I think, submitted and accountable was a big part of preparing for marriage for me. Um, yeah, for her, because I don't, I don't know how much of that I was actually. Yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, I, I always had people that I trusted, like, you know, especially like my brother, mm-hmm. big, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my best friend, like, and I trust him spiritually. So that was, that was really big for me. And I would talk to my dad as well. Mm-hmm. Like it was big when, when we went to get married. It was under some different that crazy. That might have to be a part. Yeah, that, that that's a whole. <laughs> whole nother story god did just the most miraculous thing ever but i called them like and they was like bro go ahead you know so that mattered to me but she was definitely a lot more spiritual like you know it was it was she was on the it's just me and jesus vibe i wasn't really but i i was praying and stuff but she she was a lot more grounded than me i did have a relationship and i he was saved i was definitely saved Mm -hmm. and you know Let's, let's let's be clear, but um, yeah, she she was floating on the clouds talking no, to Jesus. Was I wasn't God. all the way there, so praise God, Hallelujah! <laughs> I was a project. No, you weren't. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay, so 
What? Because I'm not married, so I have no idea. What does it look yeah. like to integrate your life with someone once you're finally Ooh. married? Because, I mean, you know, y'all had your mm. miraculous story, which... No, I'm not telling story. So, so listen, we had the miraculous, beautiful, God-sent wedding. Mm. And then it was like, okay, y'all on your own now. That's what it felt like, yeah. right? That's not what literally happened, but that's what it okay. felt like. Mm-hmm. So integrating our lives was it's a, it's a challenge because we are two adult people who have two different backgrounds, two different upbringings. Two different personalities, two different, all the things different. Yep. So m- meshing those two things together took time, took pray- patience, took prayer, took patience, took prayer, took patience, <laughs> took prayer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's still something that it. I don't think it's anything that ever goes away. Mm-hmm. Because as you grow in marriage, you grow as an individual, too. So you have to be open to how your spouse is growing as a person and how they're changing and evolving. And how does that integrate into your life together? How does that integrate into your marriage? How does that integrate into your parenting? Um, So, yeah, yeah, it took time and it happened. It was harder, I think, initially, just because it's almost like, culture shock Mm -hmm. you go from being a single person Mm -hmm. to now i'm like super accountable and responsible for you and i have to listen to you and i have to answer to you to a degree and like you have to answer to me and i can't just make you know unilateral decisions like i have to discuss things with you at least that's the structure that we have for our marriage um, we don't just go out here making big decisions on our own. Um, so it was, yeah, it was hard at first. It was really hard for me because I relocated to um, to Pittsburgh and I left my community, like my my brothers and sisters in Christ. I left my natural family. And not to say that I wasn't embraced here, not to say that his family isn't wonderful. They just weren't mine. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was a big adjustment. Yeah. She hated Pittsburgh at first. <laughs> she does just be clear, you know, it all was the, hard. yeah, it's, it's just much different. She's from the country. Yeah. Um, and people are nice. And they're sunshine. Yeah. Mm. And they're sunshine. It, it just, it's sunny right now, and that is, you know, you live here. <laughs> it's, it's it's just not all the time here. So, um, on the practical side, you know, like we merge accounts. Yeah, you know, we did right away. If in fact we had to go back later, like okay, maybe you should have your own account for maybe stuff you want to do. Like I mean, it was hard to do like surprises and stuff. But at mm-hmm. first, it was like everything together, you know, which is okay. Like that's that's actually really good mm-hmm. but there's nothing of mine that she doesn't have access to yeah you know? like i have a business but she has all the passwords she has all the kind of information if she wanted she could clean me out you know, say like but that that's okay like there's there, there's a vulnerability with that mm-hmm. because um you're you're trusting somebody else mm-hmm. she's my wife and you're still vulnerable Mm-hmm. So um, she has the password to my phone. I tried to get her to do the face ID, or, or you know, or back in the day when Put it was a thing, fingerprint. She ain't. I don't want to do all that, you know. So, but it's she has access, and that was the biggest thing 
to get used to. Besides for me, the accountability, because for me, I'm like, well, I'm going out with Christian friends. And like, if I want to stay out to eat in park till 6 a.m., what's <laughs> wrong? I, I went to, we talk about God, you know, like I, I we literally had an argument about that. That was our first big fight. Uh, for, when it, we got it, married. Yeah, it was a really big fight. I went out at like big fight. nine or 10 p.m. And one of my friends who we talked to, and like we we can argue forever. <laughs> and I got home on like a little bit after six. You know, sun was up the next know, day. The next day, and I was totally fine. It came home to fire. There, there, there was fire <laughs> to be had, and I did not understand that. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? I'm not out here. I did. I did. I I can. You, I I could have videotaped where I was the whole time. Nothing happened. I'll tell you the whole conversation. She was like. I don't care about that. You should, you know, and we, we kind of, we kind of went there, but I had to understand what it was to be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, you don't, or maybe I didn't say this, but you don't realize how selfish you are yeah. until you are with another person. So integrating our lives, we did the practical things and it was harder for her because she had to do, um, she had to do the moving from Virginia. Like our first month of marriage, she had to stay in Virginia and mm-hmm. like finish work and finish all of that. And, she packed up her life, you know, and we, we packed it all up and she came here and it's just a new life. So that that is very shocking right there. Um, it was exciting, but, you know, culture oh, shock, none the same. That was the first time I heard that it was It was exciting, exciting at first. Oh, yeah, at first. Then she got right. here like, I hate this place. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it, we grew because in my head, it was a no-brainer mm. moving to Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Like... And she never like really fought that. And I thank her for her graciousness because to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm team her, you know? So if it's like, she got an opportunity and we got to move, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? But before it was not the case. It, that was just not the case. But I have grown to the point where not Let only me go find opportunities. This is some sunshine. But see, no, no, no. Don't go to find. Let God lead you. Now, I know when you'll be in the flesh. <laughs> well, California, hey, look, it depends though. But yes, so uh, integrating our lives was difficult, and it still can be difficult if yeah. if if you if you're not careful um, to like veer off into your own lane. Mm. Like it, it mainly for me because I'm I'm constantly gone, and I was like, no, 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 no. You need to attend. Like you live here, mm-hmm. you are a husband and a father. Thank you for working, but life is more than that. You see what I'm saying? So it still happens. Yeah. I want to ask a question about kids. Okay. There's some people who are like, I want to have kids. I want to have kids, 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 kids. We love kids. You know, they be back and have kids in like the first two months. Mm -hmm. What does having children do to like a marriage relationship? How does it change the dynamic? Changes everything. It shows you even (laughs) more selfish. Um, it, It does reveal selfishness. Um, but so for us, we had children, um, our first, let me see, we got married in 11. Um, we had our first three years into our marriage. Um, but it was difficult for us to conceive initially. Girl, that's a whole nother, another mm-hmm. another episode. Um, but mm-hmm. once we became parents, I know I saw and appreciate it more the time that we had together as just husband and wife mm-hmm. 
not that I despised being a parent, not that I wanted to take it back. It was absolutely none of that. But it gave us an opportunity to have that time to grow, to get to know each other as just a husband and just a wife. Because then once you become parents, okay, now I have to learn you as a husband mm-hmm. and a father. You have to learn me as a wife and a mom because I'm one person, but those are two different roles, two different functions, right? Mm-hmm. And they look different. And I'll give you a small little, but I guess in some places, big example of how things change. Before we had children, my primary love language was physical touch. Once we had children, it became acts of service. Why? Because someone is always touching me. Mm. Get off of me. I'm overstimulated by touch. Why is it now acts of service? Because it can be overwhelming to do all the things when you have little people depending on you. So for you to then come and take something off of my plate that I have to do, oh, you really love me, and I thank you. Mm. There we go. Good. It wasn't just the kids touching her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. So they be blocking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you know, look, when you have kids, you just like, yeah, I'm, I'm selfish because these kids are just—they're going to demand everything, mm-hmm. and you want to give it to them. Yeah, you want to give it to them. But when you're tired, they don't know no different. When when they when they just born, like we, you in a hospital, nurses coming in taking the kids out and it's like, okay, you know, I feel like we can do this, but then it's like, all right, cool. Get out. Oh, Oh my gosh. When we, when they, (laughs) when we were leaving the hospital with our firstborn, we were walking in the hall, like, so we're just leaving. Like, (laughs) but like, there's not a class we need to sit through beforehand. Like y'all not coming. Like, yeah, right. No certification. Like nothing's happening. You're just letting us walk out with this whole little person and saying, okay, go be a parent. What? The, yeah, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> the, these kids are the most selfish individuals ever yes. because they don't know any better. Yeah. And it makes you look at yourself because they're going to wake up all throughout the night and you have to get up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. or you should get up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's <laughs> so it's it's just it's it's a realization of especially like the structure that you have in your house, the things that you value. Um, if you're not organized or if you're not really intent on um like your schedule and stuff like that, a kid will easily consume it all. It's like okay, yeah, they need structure because this is going to help our lives because we need this. You see what I'm saying? So kids will make you look at things a lot more intently because also when you have a kid, then you start thinking about, Oh, I ain't ride the school bus in 20 years. What's it like nowadays? Yeah. Oh shoot. These kids, you looking at the news kids is doing what? Mm, yeah. What? what? Like I feel old. Cause I didn't go to school with a cell phone. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, there's so many more challenges. So as kids reach different stages in, in their lives, you just have a whole different outlook on parenting on all. We have eight, seven, he's about to be four and one boy, girl, boy, girl. And they're all in different stages. So the, the older ones are getting places like my, my oldest daughter. The other day we were at her school and she always wants to hug me and she refused my hug. 
in school. She was running for she was, in, she was uh, I was like, yo, that crushed my heart. Like, you know, but it's like, these are different aspects of parenting that it's like, oh, I, I don't even know how to feel about that. Mm-hmm. So I just had to share that. I just had to share that because he it's wants still, somebody to feel his pain. Yes, it still pains in my heart. My little girl did not want to hug me, but then she hugged me later on when she wasn't in front of her friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I, while he says with that, I do want to say that when you have children, you have to be more intentional about your marriage, mm-hmm. and because before kids, you know, it's just the two of y'all. No one else is consuming your time at home. Um, you know, generally speaking. Um, if you want to go on a date, you could just pop up, go on a date. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once you have children, you have to intentionally pay attention to your spouse. Because, you know, like he said, kids are going to demand every ounce of you. No, you can't have 100% of mommy because I also still need to be a wife. Right? Um, so, yeah. Yep. That's it. Well, we're coming to a close. I think the last okay. thing. I think the last thing that I, if somebody's married and they listening to this, what do you all, in your perspective, like how do you? I mean, y'all might change this question because y'all know how do you keep romance alive, or if there's a better word, how do you keep romance alive after being married for y'all said y'all married about to be twelve years, praise God, mm-hmm. having kids, serving in the church, you know, and fulfilling the calls that the Lord has assigned to each of you as individuals. So. Let me tell you, it's work, and it does not always, it's not always the case that it is kept alive. Yeah. Um, And I think one one thing that everything we said before, children, they not only take away your time bandwidth, they take away your emotional bandwidth. Um, like when I happened with my daughter, I was no good. Like he I was, was really, really no sad. good. I was and at crushed. First, I didn't realize how sad he was. I was like, "Oh, you're for real." Yeah, she was making jokes. It was cool though, you know. But <laughs> if if you do that, then it filters into everything else. So keeping the romance alive is about being intentional. Yeah, intentional with time, intentional with vulnerability and emotion. Um. I work all of the time. And if I'm not careful, I will look up and it's been forever. And and look, here's the thing. You can get used to not doing things like going on a date. Yeah. Look up is like, well, we just ain't got time. We doing kid stuff. We we going to church. We working a million jobs. Logan's walking in the room now. You see what I'm saying? Like this is <laughs> this is what happens. You know. Sometimes you got to put something in front of the door, you know. <laughs> My married folk will understand what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door. No. Get <laughs> downstairs. We're having know. a meeting. But in, in, in intention, yes, we have a meeting. So, um, but yeah, just, just, just intentional time, like, and I, I haven't, I, I don't always do the best, but like, even, to be honest with you, even, times where it's like okay i'll take the kids and you go out yes. it, it presents such a refreshing to where now we can have the bandwidth to focus on each other and be romantic and be emotional but other than that it'd be like tired mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i'm just 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 talk about periods so yeah. yeah i think romance is a muscle i think if you exercise it it gets stronger if you don't it gets weaker so cool. um so Thank you. 
Um, so yeah, that's my answer. So how do you keep the romance alive? You exercise it. You find out what are the things that are meaningful to my spouse. Let me do those things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that too short? No. <laughs> no, I think and I think that helps for those who are also dating as well. Like mm-hmm. it, it can it can vice it can interchange. So I think things that you all have said for marriage can go for dating. Some of the things for dating can also work for marriage as well. Except sex. Except sex. And and, 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 and to be clear though, <laughs> if 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 you gonna start the bar out high Woo. when when you're um dating. Better keep it. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. You know as much as you can. Like I said, context change. We allow grace. And seasons change. Yeah, seasons yeah. absolutely change. As my son comes in again, this is what you deal with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for me. Do y'all have any last words, any last thoughts that you all want to share with the people before we close out the episode for today? Listen to my wife. <laughs> Listen to me. No, Good. thank you for having us. Um, excuse me as I open this juice pouch for my son. Um, this this has been great. I hope that it makes sense. I hope that something that we say it in the midst of all that we say it. Yeah, I remember. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kamara. I'll do better next time. Uh, well, I'm not going to assume. He's demanding time. an invitation to no, come no. back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this 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 is really great. Yeah, and thank you for all you do. Yeah, you are inspiring. So proud of you. You like, really seriously. Are. You don't know how many people you're pushing with what it is that you're doing for them to step out and do, you know, what they need to do. Oh, I want to plug y'all in. I was going to say, I'm plugging y'all in. Because y'all about to do something that the Lord is leading y'all into. So Uh, plug it real quick and then we're going to close it out. Oh, so much pressure. (laughs) Y'all. No, this is a good push. This is a good push. (laughs) Tone and I, do you want to say, you go ahead. You're the head. You talk better than me. Go ahead. You do. You talk okay, better okay. than me. Okay, okay. I'll just say it, and you, as you normally do, you can clean it up. We are launching our podcast. It'll be called the Shed Light Podcast. Boom. The end. Coming soon. When are we launching it? Pray us through. We're, you know, we're recording all our things, but it's, 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 it's about to get out what's the, what's the topic? What's so the, the premise of the Shed Light Podcast is actually similar to the Candid Christian. Um, yeah, you know, what, in, in some ways, what does the Bible have to say about the things that we face in life? Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, we're going to delve into apologetics and purpose, just really pushing people in purpose. What does that look like? What does that mean? And then what is Christian apologetics? Do I care? Why should I care? Why do I need to care? What does that look like for me? Because I'm not trying to be up on stage debating people for five and a half hours about whether or not God is real. So is that relevant to me as a regular Christian? And and not and not just <laughs> and not just that area of apologetics, but you know, biblical um theology and doctrine and all of that. Not 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 stuffy per se, but just We want to make apologetics relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. See, I told you she cleans it up. She cleaned it right up. And I'm going to be listening. I'm so thankful to you all. This was great. This was helpful for me. Anyway, um, this was helpful for me. (laughs) We got your back. We got your back. Y'all been holding me down. I'm going to shut my mouth, zip it up. But I'm thankful. I praise God for (laughs) y'all. And I'm just excited for everybody who's going to listen to this because I know that they're going to get something great out of it. But all right, y'all. Hang on for the next episode. We're going to have another special guest. But other than that, we out. Peace. 
Here at the Candid Christian Podcast, we're more than friends. We're a family. So we want to hear from you. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or a situation that you'd like me to talk about on an episode, feel free to email me anytime at kamarashania at gmail.com. That's Kamara, K-A-M-E-R-A, Shania, S-H-A-N-I-A, at gmail.com.